Hey everybody, this is and Brian. This is Josh. This is Aaron. And this is Jill. Welcome to a special edition of Curiosity Continuum where we're talking to Aaron and Jill about two small coins and we're gonna let them share their stories. We're gonna jump right in, so launch out onto the loop with us today as we have Aaron and Jill as special guests on the podcast. Brian likes doing the music, so we have oh, I just it saves. I know it saves though, so it takes a little bit. Music. <laughs> okay, got it. As we continue to wait. There it is. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. All right, Brian. So you had this idea and to reach out to some people that we, we one person that we know and uh, another person we don't know, but they're doing something great. So why don't you start it off with what uh, your thoughts were on this, and we can get them going and talking. Sure. So, you know, social media is a great place to learn uh, about people's lives and not necessarily have a connection with them like you once did. Now, for Jill, uh, Josh and I were in the same class as Jill, you know, years ago. We won't <laughs> say how many years ago, but enough time has passed <laughs> where we know better now not to say those things. Um, so we uh, stayed connected in that way. And, and over the years, I've just seen life unfold, probably just from a distance to say, oh, what's going on with people? Right. And uh, when we saw some news kind of come through our feed to say, hey, there's some things that Jill is doing now with this other person named Aaron, and it sounds really cool. And I think it's something that we want to help bring attention to because this is something that I don't think that uh, people necessarily know how to talk about or know how to share it. And so I'm going to let Aaron and Jill just kind of talk a little bit about uh, why they're on the podcast today. And Josh and I are going to take more of a listening and questioning stance we want you ladies to kind of talk about what you are up to awesome all right jill kick it off <laughs> your old buddy <laughs> well we are here today to talk about uh something new that aaron and i have started and we are calling it two small coins uh gosh i'll start it's okay <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> That's okay. She normally starts. <laughs> I did. I kicked it to Brian, you, and Brian I'm usually does that the to starter. Me all the time, and I'm the one who doesn't like to talk as much, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Sorry, Jill. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Jill and I met. Well, let's just start there. Jill and I met. We're coming up on a year. We haven't known each other that long, but we became really fast, close friends. Um, 
we met through a mutual friend and both have a similar story of being widowed um, early in life. We have different stories, but very kind of overlapping stories. But being, you know, my my story is um, my husband Christian passed when he was 42 and I was 38. And that was in 2019. And he passed away of a heart attack um, after the gym one day. And our kids were five and 10 at the time. Now they're nine, almost 10 and 15. And um, our friend said, hey, you've both been through something and I I think you'd enjoy meeting each other. And we did. And it was a horrible way to kind of connect, but also like, oh my gosh, there's another young mom with kids in the house going through the same kind of grief and and maybe this would be a good place for me to explain yeah I was widowed at the age of 41 um in 2021 my husband Todd passed away of a heart attack and at the time I had a 10 year old a 12 year old two 15 year olds and a 20 year old um between the two of us we were a blended family um, so, uh, it was very unexpected. He was out training for an Ironman and just had a heart attack and they couldn't bring him back. So that's how I came to have a similar story as Aaron. Right. Yeah. And we just started talking and, um, we became friends and, uh, Christmas was approaching and Jill, <laughs> We scheduled breakfast one morning, <laughs> yeah. And before we left for breakfast, Aaron brought out a gift for me, and it was a fully stuffed stocking. And what she told me in that moment was just, "I know what it's like on Christmas morning to have nobody there to give you something when the kids are all unwrapping everything that they got, and you're trying to make it a happy, right. fun." normal morning mm-hmm. and it's not like there's no way to make it feel normal for you but by having this stocking that she had thought to put together for me um just helped me feel seen on christmas morning feel understood sure. and just brought a level of comfort that uh we hope to bring to other people through two small coins right so I love it. So that that obviously is what got you guys together and what two small coins is really about, right? So why don't we talk a little bit about what it actually what two small coins actually is? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, two small coins is a nonprofit ministry that we've created for widows like us that are um trying to figure out life and kids still in the home or young adult kids grieving and we're building ways to support widows um, and widowers that aren't really out there. You know, I think what we discovered was there's a lot of grief support for the older widowed community when you expect to grow old with your person and be widowed much later in life and you've got grandkids and all that. And that there, there wasn't a lot of support for younger widows 
And so we started building this thing of what, what can we do to love on widows and support them? And one of those is hope stockings that we, um, this year, our goal is to give out a hundred filled, stuffed with love stockings to widows. So they have something special on Christmas morning for them. Um, we've got other initiatives we can talk about, but that's, that's the, the first because it sure. began that way. That's the, what we wanted sure. to start with. So I don't know, Brian, do you have a question to lead with or I think the thing that is on my mind is this, um, you know, there is a shared suffering, whether and it, it, you came into it through your own experiences and yet here you find yourself, um, Aaron, when you gave the gift to Jill, can you talk about mm-hmm. how you saw that person, right? Like, like it, you didn't have, you know, back in high school, like Josh and I did. Tell, tell us what you saw when you saw Jill to bring that to say I should do something for her. That makes me teary. That's a great question. I think what I saw was someone who was three years-ish, two and a half years behind me in grief. And um, being at least a little bit farther down the road, I knew what that was like. And I saw a friend um, about to face a Christmas on her own. And I remember um, preparing for Christmas and Christmas morning that first year, it being really hard to have my empty stocking and Christian's empty stocking. Sure. And, um, I just saw her walking into it. <laughs> it was like, well, <laughs> put up a guardrail. I don't know. Give her a right. Well, and that's like, like Brian is like alluding to, we talk about context. So that's kind of what I think. Like you had the context, right. like you knew because you yeah. had gone through that already. You're like, okay, I know this right. is going to be extra hard. A little hard. bit what it's like. And I mean, all everybody, set, everybody right. I think is aware intellectually that it's hard, but until they actually are going through it with the emotion that it brings, I don't think you really quite understand yeah. it. So. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, the stockings shocked me. Right. Right? I was not, I knew Christmas was going to be hard. I did not it's think just one about of those the small stockings. things that you don't really think right. about all the time, but it's just there yeah yeah jill can you talk a little bit about uh what it did for you when you received it right like so now we've heard aaron say what what happened in you when you got this token of of love and care yeah uh so i was headed into my second christmas and really i consider it to kind of be my first christmas grieving because the first year Todd passed in April and even by December I was just not ready to face real life so that first Christmas I took the kids and we escaped to Disney like we spent the full week I didn't even know it was Christmas I had a friend text me and say it's Christmas (laughs) (laughs) do gifts Uh, (laughs) so I really ignored it so as I headed into the last Christmas uh you know, I knew I was back in Minnesota. I was trying to make it as normal as possible for the kids. Um, and again, I hadn't even really thought about a stocking. So when I received that from her and like I packed it in my suitcase and then I pulled it out Christmas morning, uh, in the moments after like my kids had already opened all of their things 
So it would have been a time when, you know, as they are going off to play with all everything that they got, Todd and I would have sat together and opened up our own things. And so just to know that somebody cared enough to give me something to have that moment for myself meant a lot. Really good. Tell us, um, I think when major events happen, right, where you have a passing of a loved one, a birth of a child, some life transition that's large, and mm -hmm. there's almost like this window where people go, hey, let's, uh, it's like the greatest showman where everybody goes, ah, they all sing at the beginning and it's real big, and then there's real yep. quiet. And mm -hmm. um, tell us about how, if you saw this gap for like widows in the middle of their child rearing years, you know, in, in that flow of life, how did your friends' demeanor change after they got like past like a month or so? Like, what would you have hoped that your friends would have understood that was needed? Good question. Yeah, I. Um my personal experience was I had a few friends stick really close and a lot of friends disappear. Sure. I think they didn't know um, grief doesn't hit that big that young, right? In your 30s, right. um, raising kids. And um, it just kind of was what I wish that people knew was just to keep showing up. And I think we hear that. Um, and knowing, like, you don't have to fix anything. It's just the showing up right. that matters. Just saying, hey, still love you, still care about you. Um, how are you on those random Tuesdays, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. What would you say to that? I mean, I think one of the ways that we've talked extensively about, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like anybody thinks about, is that... And one of the hardest things for me was that I just wanted to be able to grieve. And when you have kids in the house, you can't mm -hmm. because you have to be on all day, every day for them, trying to make sure that they get through their own grief. Your grief gets put on the back burner all the time. Um, so what I started asking people for, and you know, I guess I... I wish that people stepped up to more is ask to take my kids, sure. <laughs> ask to go to the park and play basketball with the boys, you know, take the teenagers out to Starbucks, take them out shopping, like just get them out of the house to give me a little time to retreat and grieve. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked Two small coins right now, we're really focused on supporting the widow Correct. herself, yep. but we have big future dreams of also being able to support and come up with programs to help support the kids directly. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But so much, and I think why we start with that is like, if mom or dad is okay, the kids are going to be more okay, right? That's just basic parenting. 101 like whether you're widowed or yeah. not like the healthier mom or dad is the better and obviously the kids, the kids are, are picking up on yeah mm -hmm. on you and you know they're looking to you especially since now you're only one parent instead of a team right. mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can you talk about the realities of 
making it normal. So, Joe, you said when, you know, this Christmas, I just want it to feel as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. Every family's got their own things, but how did your family take it when you were trying to make it normal? Because there is no, there, there is no normal as it was. Right. So right. How is that translated? Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was trying to go back to um, being around extended family, trying to really focus in on what Christmas should be about, which is time with family. Um, it was, you know, baking all the Christmas cookies and listening to the music and Again, we came to Minnesota. It was negative 30 high every day we were there. You got the full experience, yeah. <laughs> and yet, my kids were still dressed head to toe in all their snow gear out sledding and ice skating and on the snowmobile, like just trying to create some core memories for them so that they have something to look back at and still know that Christmas is a time for family. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's good. We're going to put a comma here in the conversation, folks, and we're going to continue the episode with Aaron and Jill next week. So until next time, this is Brian. This is Josh. For Curiosity Continued. Mm-hmm.